0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band And we've got a lot to say The Beatles are a pretty nice band Talk about them day after day But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine
1: All together now The cutest pickup song there is I'll explain in a minute. So, hey, what do you know? It's a fun ditty with Paul and John, trading off verses. Uh, This song is overlooked because it's only on the Yellow Submarine EP, and that's too bad because it's a children's song with some naughtiness thrown in for the adults. Can I take my friend to bed? Like, hmm, hmm, can you, Paul? It's light and fluffy, and I ain't mad at it.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely an overlooked song in the catalog. Uh, as I said last episode, I've not seen Yellow Submarine, so this EP is also like not in my lexicon of Beatles canon. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'd heard it on a commercial a long time ago, and I found, and that's when I found out that that was a Beatles song because I just didn't know
1: what it was. I, uh, I, I won- found out. <laughs> I, I found this out. So- Plastic. to go to bed anyway quit to you I'm sorry
0: <laughs> I was I was gonna I was gonna try and feign ignorance on that one too but uh, you said it too fast from Jesus uh, to
1: paul <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I will say like I like this as a sing-along kid song like way more than yellow submarine for Which example you,
1: yeah, that's interesting because you did uh, not like yellow submarine. No, I do not like "Yell Submarine," uh,
0: but you know this is a fun, light romp of a tune. Gotta say,
1: um, is there a reason why? Do you think that you could specify, like, why this song is you like, but "Yell Submarine" you don't?
0: This maybe because it's less familiar, and right? Okay, I think it's. I think it's more. Uh, I think it's more campfirey. Okay. Yeah, like it's like more of like a camp Like more in like the campfire folk tradition
1: Right, and there's less uh, Bells and whistles, maybe That might be it, too
0: Yeah, I could see that
1: Uh, John Lennon By the way, not only plays ukulele On this, but he plays harmonica
0: (laughs) I thought we were Through with this thing
1: Well, I think chronologically speaking The last Uh, time he played harmonica Was um, Rocky Raccoon Fair enough Yes a childlike sing-along written in the music hall tradition altogether now was written in the studio for the Yellow Submarine* film. Paul came up with the idea for the song and wrote the verse as a chorus while John Lennon contributed the Sail the Ship, Chop the Tree middle section. So that's great because they, they rarely wrote together um, in later years. So that's yes. really nice. Paul said, It's really a children's song. I had a few young relatives and I would sing songs for them. I used to do a song for kids called Jumping Round the Room. Very similar to All Together now. And then it would be Lying on Your Backs. All the kids would have to lie down. Then it would be Skipping Round the Room, Jumping in the Air. It's a play-away command song for children. It would be a G, very, very simple chords, only a couple chords. So that's what this is. There's a little subcurrent to it, but it's just a sing-along, really. A bit of a throwaway. Subcurrent. McCarty was delighted when the song became a popular terrorist chant at football matches, matches shortly after its release in early 1969. Jazz musician Paul Horn, huh, Horn remembers McCarty singing it in India. Instead of H-I-J-I-Love-You, he is said to have sung E-F-G-H-I Hai Guru Dev in honor of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi's spiritual master. It's not as catchy. No. So this is Jeff Fembrick talking, In mid-May, George Martin took off for a two-week holiday in the south of France. The Beatles, nonetheless, soldiered on without him, and I was officially listed on the tape box as both producer and engineer of the two songs they recorded in his absence. Paul's all together now, and an unusual collaboration between John and Paul called You Know My Name, Look Up the Number. Do you know that one, Andrew? I do. Oh, okay. We will get to it. Frankly, George going on vacation in the middle of these sessions did not go down well with anybody's book. We were all tired, and he was the only one taking time off. By this point, I doubt very much if the band were crediting George Martin with their success anyway. In fact, they probably welcomed the opportunity to get some work done without him. I had noticed that the Beatles would often try to get a takedown quickly whenever George left the room. It was kind of an in-joke, and it was always done lightheartedly, but there was an underlying message to show him in a subtle way that they didn't really need him. Of course, when George Martin would return to listen back to what they'd done, he'd always waffle a bit, saying something along the lines of, well, that's interesting, but I think perhaps you need to do another take. That cheeky pitch. He'd always manage to find some fault with what they'd put down on tape, because it was an insult to his ego to think that they can make a good, solid recording without his input. But things were definitely more relaxed when George Martin wasn't around. There was always a certain protocol when he was at a session, we in the control room felt that we had to be on our best behavior, and even the Beatles seemed slightly constrained by his presence at times. When he wasn't there, we'd all let our hair down and have a bit of fun. There was just a different dynamic, and you could hear it in both those songs, uh, like You Know My Name, Look Up The Number, and All Together Now, which are a lot looser, a lot more up, than anything they'd recorded in quite a while. London, in fact, made a comment at the start of the All Together Now session to the effect of, well now, now that the schoolmaster's out, we kids finally get a chance to play. Interestingly, the last time the Beatles had done a recording in George's absence was the song, Y'all a Submarine, during the revolver sessions, which was remarkably similar to All the get- Together Now, in both content and style. At both times, the Beatles invited friends yep. in to sing along and create a party atmosphere. Paul obviously had worked the song out well in advance and knew exactly what he wanted. All the singing and playing was spot on, despite For the fact that it's not that strong of a song. Ouch. Still, it was a remarkably productive night It was quite an easy session, too, even though there were a lot of overdubs. A lot of it had to be played live because they wanted the tempo to speed up from beginning to end. Paul even sang the, fin- the final lead vocal, not a guide, during the recording of the backing track, while covering himself on acoustic guitar, because Paul was the best. I love Paul. Mmm, <laughs> kisses on the bottom. The Beatles completed All Together Now in a six-hour session on May 12, 1967. In the absence of George Martin the song was essentially produced by Paul McCartney with assistance from engineer Jeff Emmerich. So Jeff was right. It took the group nine takes to get it right. All Together Now appears in an animated sequence in Yellow Submarine. It's also introduced by the Beatles themselves in a final live-action scene of the film. That's the only time they actually appeared. They didn't even do their own voices. Uh, Wait, really? That's how little... Yeah, they they were the um, people who did the voices of the Beatles for the movie. They would follow them around in studio for a little, for like a week or something, and they bothered the hell out of them. <laughs> like, get out of here! Like to, to to pick up what how they talk, and the Beatles didn't like that. But I uh, yeah, I would think not. It was a necessary evil because they were too lazy to record the uh, vocals themselves.
0: I'm too busy. Peace and love.
1: Peace and love. Peace and love. Paul McCartney performed the song live for the first time by any Beatle on May 4th, 2013 at the Estadio Mineiro Belo Horizonte in Brazil. He subsequently played it throughout the 2013 to 2015 Out There Tour. Altogether it's been covered by various artists. Versions intended for children have been released by the Sugar Beats, the Bingo Kids, and others. I'm not familiar with those artists, i maybe you are. I am not. Oh. Andre 3000 of the duo OutKast covered the song for a Nike commercial that ran during the 2010 NBA Finals that is on YouTube. The song was released on digital streaming platforms in 2010 via Arista Records and received a 5,000 copy limited release on a 7-inch record single on April 22nd 2017 via Legacy Recordings for Record Store Day. And in May 2020, that's pretty recent. Singer Lizzo covered a song for a commercial for Facebook's Messenger Rooms product, and I'm sure that went well because it was from Facebook. (laughs) Love count three, three. Josie scale. I'm gonna give this a yeah.
0: I'm gonna disagree. You son of a bitch. Give it (laughs) a Josie. Uh, This is. I don't think this is uh i'm gonna make you madder later i think yes uh yeah
1: (laughs) spoiler no um okay so this is a children's children's song that you like but that's still not saying still like
0: your i like your love better okay but i appreciate knowing a new children's song that i can you know show to show to my kid that i will enjoy
1: You'll say you wrote it because, what does she know?
0: She she thinks I wrote Jingle Bells, so.
1: Wow. You should be <laughs> yeah. rich. I should be. <laughs> Man, the music industry. You should write about the music industry. It's screwing you, because.
0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love?